Previously on Adventure. So Beacon gets up and uh, on his way to the bathroom, he trips, falls onto an overturned bar stool, <laughs> and accidentally dusts himself. <laughs> <laughs> uh, bye bye, Beacon. H- how about this? I'll call up to the room, but can you talk? And, and so she rings room uh, 403. Hello. You really need to come down and, and, and see what, what's happening. Um, I don't want to see it on the phone. I want to overhear. I don't want anything embarrassing for you, Mr. Booth. So, Julian, just lay on the floor. Pretend to be dead. You and I, we're going to deface all of these pictures of these old <gasps> okay. white gentlemen. Yes. Nice. <laughs> yeah. The, these, these are obscene images. I know. And- in a matter of moments, he's just covered in fire, running around screaming. This is something. Kind of is, actually. Yeah. Yes, yes. You open up the doors, and there is Betty Ann Brooks, and she says, How am I supposed to live forever now? And initiates an attack. <gasps> Twist! <laughs> yes! Bitch! And... She has, in her, in her right hand, she has her wedding uh, uh, engagement cake uh, knife, and she just goes right for Julian's throat <sighs> with it, and she runs up to him and uh, attacks. I'm rolling it. I'm rolling an attack roll. And it is, it is a one critical miss. <laughs> All right. So uh, she, she swipes right at Julian's throat um, and completely misses him, kind of stumbles, and, you know, she's in a very nice dress. Her hair is about shoulder length, and her eyes just look like fire red. And she's looking at Julian, angry that she has missed this, so uh, we should roll for initiative. All right. So roll, yeah. Six. 17, 13. Bob got 17. So it's Bob. What do you want to do, Bob? She's uh, she's standing there, and she's pissed. And you don't know much about what's going on, but she's right. not happy. Julian, just before you do this, just remember we're in a hotel, in a in an actual like in a place <laughs> with people, <laughs> and we already lit the room behind us on fire, so we've got. To what about the room in front, though? I'm just saying to think about it. Okay. Okay. Um. Do you have anything you can do that can like? bind her or something a little less destructive. Julian, I know you're very good at the destructive stuff. Do you have anything else a little, little less, um, you know, Take blasty? some of her power away, maybe? Yes. Okay. Or, you know. Ray of enfeeblement. There you go. Oh, you love that one. I like that one. So a black beam of enervating energy springs from your fingers toward a creature within range. Uh, make a ranged spell against the target on a hit. It, target deals only half damage. So what, kind of, you... what kind of roll? Uh, a spell attack. Yeah. Okay, so you're going to roll a d20. Okay. Um, and then add your spell casting modifier. So... Two. I rolled a two. Yeah, so it's a fail. <laughs> okay. Um, that's the end of your action. Mm-hmm. All right, Bobby, you're up next. So I'm going to cast Bless. So bless, you bless up to three creatures of your choice within range. Whenever a target makes an attack roll or a saving throw before the spell ends, the target can roll a d4 and add that number roll to the attack roll or saving throw. Oh, okay. So basically I'm buffing okay. the three of us right. so we can sure. add an extra d4 okay. to our whatever happens. I so just wanted you to do the one where you're like, stop, you're now under my control for the next 30 days. <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think I can do that spell again until oh. we rest. So, um, okay. So yeah, I don't have to roll anything for it, Brian. Um, so I take like a big puff of my cigarette 
blow it out, and like the smoke goes and hits the three of us and gives us this enchantment. Okay. All right, that's it for me. All right. So Betty Ann Brooks is so mad that she has uh, missed Julian. She is. Um, she's. She's going to go after him again with this knife, but uh, she's moving at at such a fast speed that uh, Julian will have, have a hard time dodging her. Uh, she, she is going for a gut shot right now, running at him as as fast as she can. So I'm going to roll an attack. So I, I rolled a 17, which, and does that hit you? 14, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, that hits. So uh, this engagement knife, uh, you know, the, the cake knife, uh, it's pretty sharp. And, uh, and, and she is trying to just go right up through your gut and uh but it is not very powerful it's uh it's only 2d6 damage uh which is a nine does the count for these things okay so you took nine points of damage Bob. okay yep yeah. uh and now it goes to jackie thrice thrice is going to smack dear old betty in the face with a warhammer because <laughs> that's what thrice does let's see gonna roll to see if i hit a seven. Oh, that's wonderful. Seven plus five. Eleven. Uh, that does not hit. All right. So I get two but actions. You, okay. What'd you roll, sir? A seven Eleven. plus five. Plus four. Plus four. Because of the... Your, the your, oh, hang on. The, the, the plus four goes on attack rolls. So you have to roll a d4. So you don't get plus four. You have to roll a d4. And a four. And a four. That's... Sixteen. 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 What are you doing? Warhammer uh, in the face. Warhammer in the face. Did I hit her? <laughs> yeah, you know that that hits. So, okay, uh, you all right. Your, so your attack die. I will be rolling one d eight plus four. That's eight in total. Okay. Eight points. Um, and then I am going to do exactly the same. <laughs> I'm going to smack her once more. So that was like a a club around the head. This is going to be a nice <laughs> uppercut from below. Okay. Um. So I rolled an 18 plus a 5, so a 23. I don't need to roll the 4. That's, yeah. that's a hit. That's, that's, a, a, hit. that's a big old hit. Um, and here we go, another 1d8 plus 4. Oh, an eight. 8 plus 4 is 12. 12 points. Okay. So Betty Ann uh, takes that that Warhammer to the chin. <laughs> yep. And seemingly just kind of uh, breaks her neck all, uh, in, in almost perpendicular fashion back down to to her um, to her back and then she just cracks it back into place uh, <laughs> and she is pissed um, and she says who do you think you are who do you think you are lady that is not normal I'm I have a plan and you are just messing it up this was supposed to be my special day Oh dear. Oh my goodness. Uh, I, you know what? I'm so looking now, through the monster now, manual, but I cannot find Bridezilla in here anywhere. <laughs> uh, it's, it's Bob's turn. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Back around to me again already. Yeah. Okay, we. We think she's a magic creature or what? What are we thinking here? She's some sort of magic Try fire. Okay. I mean, try lightning. She just took her okay. head and snapped yeah. it back into place. Well, she could just be a really tough person. She's we definitely go, not a normal girl. Do we, we care anymore if we wreck some of this Try joint? some lightning. Okay. At least lightning won't really set too much on fire. Okay. 
as the room behind us is already burning. No, lightning is not very destructive at all. Lightning won't set too much on fire. Well, I mean, if he aims well. Not that Julian's very good at that, but try. We we gotta get out of here, so lightning bolt. Right, so are you just aiming it right at her? Right dead dead at her in the center of her chest. A stroke... A stroke of lightning forming a line 100 feet long by 5 feet wide. Are you hoping to impale her with this lightning? No, I'm hoping to blow her to smithereens. A creature takes an 8d6 lightning damage on a failed save, or half as much, half as much on a success. And if I'm into fourth level, it's plus an extra 1d6. Which you are. Plus three, plus two, so five. You have to be a 13, Brian. And I rolled an 11. That's a hit. Okay, so you get 8d6. Mm-hmm. Plus another... Was that including your your uh, level 4 bonus? No, that's with an extra 1d6. So, so that's 9d6. All right, Bob, oh start, Lord, start rolling Bob. some d6s. Five. Okay. Two. One. Four. Two, six, one, one, five. That's it. Just saying, Bob, if you let me just use my app, you would have had a 34, but you have a 27. (laughs) Okay. So, uh, yeah, that lightning bolt hits her, and and she is just engulfed in, 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 in flame and ash. And but uh, uh, the whole while her eyes, those the red eyes, are getting uh, hotter and hotter and more and more orange, and and uh, she opens up her mouth and it, it, her jaw almost unhinges and there are really sharp teeth on uh, the top and bottom of her of her mouth that, and 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 she screams, "How dare you do this to me!" <laughs> this is a usually a PG. 13 show ish, but uh, you incinerated her dress off. She's just naked fighting you. <laughs> okay. But co- covered in ash and uh, and and again smoldering um, skin uh, from this really intense lightning bolt. All right. Well, let's keep this PG 13. The ash is like smeared in the right spots. It's an L shaped sheet. <laughs> um, Bobby, you're up next. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to ask you a, a point of order here. DM. Sure. Um, I would like to. This is going to be up to your discretion. I would like to do a history check to see if I know what kind of creature she is. Okay. Um, you can choose whether that takes off my action or not. I don't know if you, you know. I don't. Uh, no, no. You, okay. can, just, you can just roll. Okay. I don't think it's going to do the five. I don't <laughs> think it's going to do it. Okay. So it is. It is. It is not going to do it. Okay. So then I am going to cast. Where is it? Um. Insect plague. Ooh. Insect plague. Sounds yes. awesome. You mean, you mean to tell you what it is? I'd I'd love to hear it. Swarming, biting locusts fill a twenty-foot radius sphere centered on a point you choose within range. The sphere spreads around corners. The sphere remains for the duration. The duration is ten minutes, oh by the God. way. And its area is lightly obscured. The sphere's area is difficult terrain. When the area appears, each creature in it must make a constitution saving throw. A creature takes 4d10 piercing damage on a failed save, or half as much damage on a successful one. A creature must also make the saving throw when it enters the spell's area for the first time, or on a turn or ends its turn there. Um, What what type of saving throw again? 
It is a constitution saving okay. throw. Um, it has to be... Uh, let me see. Let me get my modifier on here. Um, okay, it has to be a 12. So I, I, I uh, do a little whoop a woo with my hands, and Woo-de-woo. a bunch of bugs Woo-de-woo. fly out in a 20-foot sphere around, nice. around uh, Betty Ann Brooks. Okay, I'm rolling. And I got a 7. Hey, Betty Ann, sorry to bug you. Uh-oh, groin. <laughs> and she and she's and she so she's enveloped in all these. And I have to make um, a I have to roll four D tens. Four D tens, right? Yeah, I gotta find it first. It's just there. locusts? It's yeah, it's just a Bite swarm locusts. of biting locusts. Alright. Four D tens. Um alright. Five. Three. Ten. Five. Twenty-three. Twenty-three. Alright, so uh so now she's not only covered in ash in all the right, in all the right bits, uh, but also <laughs> bugs are still gnawing at her. The locusts are all over her, and uh, and 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 she starts to get really, really angry, and her jaw unhinges even more than it has before. And we're we're talking like almost venom level of, or or a Geiger alien. There's a lot of room here, and she is going to uh, try and bite. Uh, Julian's head clean off. <gasps> Julian, you really have to Julian before yeah. before she does this, Brian. Just because uh, yeah. I, I did my attack, I also have a, you also have a move, right? I'm gonna spin around and and hide behind Thrace because okay. because I'm a halfling, I I can obscure right. myself behind any creature that's uh, bigger than me. Yes, good. Okay. Even when even when I've already been seen, so I'm I'm hiding behind Thrace. There you go. Now now you can bite Bob's head off to your heart. Good <laughs> yep. And so yeah, so she just moves in uh, to just bite his head off. And that attack is going to be a 17. Ooh. That's a hit. That's a hit. That's a hit, huh? All right. Uh, like I have so, armor on my head. Yeah. So uh, this is uh, this is four uh, D4s. And so she just chomps down and does 11 points of damage. Yeah, I'll say Hachi Machi. Now it's me. It's you. It's Jackie. All right. So I'm going to do a little, something a little different because smacking her apparently only made her angry. Try something and, a little. And again, I haven't given you an idea of, of, of how worse for where she is. Yes, exactly. But, um, she seems to just be getting angrier. Yeah, so she so she she is beaten. Um, it looks like you know there are parts of her uh, skin obviously it's been charred and and uh, she 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 barely resembles human. Uh, you know the the way that she was presenting before, right. and she's becoming more and more demon like and more and more angry. Okay. Um, but and and somehow getting taller too. Mm. All right, I will be casting sleep. Ah. Um, which I can just cast. Um, it normally it, you can affect multiple creatures, but I'm just going to be affecting her. Um, the only thing is, it's undead and creatures immune to being charmed are not affected by the spell. Other than that, it should work. She is not immune to being charmed. That, th- so, I'm, I'm very happy with that because I was trying to figure out if she was undead when I did the history check. Oh, so uh-huh, there you go. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. So she is now asleep. And um, I'm going to use my second action to pick her up and very gently carry her towards the massive burning room behind us. And I'm going to throw her in there and close the doors. Let's see what happens. So, okay, so it says, starting with the creature that has the lowest current hit points, each creature affected by the spell falls unconscious until the spell ends. Uh The The sleeper takes damage 
or someone uses an action to shake or slap the sleeper awake. Yep. Subtract each creature's hit points from the total before moving on to the creature with the next lowest hit points. A creature's hit points must be equal or less than the remaining total for that creature to be affected. I think you have to roll. You have to roll five d8s. Oh, two. See if, if that it, equals more than re- her remaining, remaining hit, hit points. points. Good. All, All right. right. A five d8s. Even if you hit eight every time, you're not going to be able to Ooh, do it. Ooh. Okay. okay. So that's just going to fail then. Yeah, it's going to fail. Correct. <laughs> Damn. But because the sleep thing failed, I do have a second action. You do. I'll get. I'll get. I'll give you a little something though. Yeah. If you maxed out, you'd be close. Okay, okay, so she is close to 40 hit points. Okay. Okay. Um, so in that case, I am going to um, hit her in the face with a warhammer. <laughs> <laughs> so I, so I, I do, before I you do, do like this. our listeners yes. may <laughs> think the one trick pony of <laughs> hitting someone in the face yeah. with a warhammer every time. Look, I'm no better. I was, I was, I was Johnny McDagger. It just works. Okay? It just works. Yeah. So before you do yes. this, though. Go on. Right now, yeah. she is enveloped in a 20-foot swarm of locusts. If you enter the area she's in, oh, you will take damage. I'll take damage. You'll, you'll have to huh. do a constitution saving throw. Okay. Now, <laughs> how about how about if I use a fire thing on her, is that going to get rid of your locusts? No, no, it won't. No, no, no. All right, good. So I'm going to breathe fire okay. all over her. Bob, how are you doing on, on hit points right now? How many, how's you, you've taken like 20 points of damage yeah, right now? I've got 22. you got 22 left? Okay. All right. Okay, so you have to make a dexterity saving throw. So if he rolls a 13 or higher, he misses. Yeah. He, he avoids He me. avoids it, yeah. yeah. All right, so that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to use my dragon powers and breathe fire on you. So you have to make a dexterity save. Okay. I rolled a one. Yes. <laughs> right, so I rolled a one. Critical miss. So I guess I roll three d6s. Mm-hmm. 15 foot cone of fire. Five. Five. Jeez. And a two. 12 points. Nice. Nice. So I'm just going to open my mouth and let rip. <laughs> like it's not, it's not a good day for Betty Ann Brooks. <laughs> it is not. That was her special day. Um, so yeah, she. Um, <laughs> she <laughs> you hit her in the face, right? Um, yeah, around the side of the head. Yeah, uh, she, she's now missing. Head, she's she's now missing an ear, um, which, 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 as it left her, just kind of uh, dissipated into nothingness. And uh, she, again, I said she was getting taller last time. She's kind of uh, growing. Her her arms are getting longer. Her, um, her her torso is getting taller, and her face is getting longer. Again, what was able to maybe bite off. Julian's head last time is now almost big enough to bite off Thrace's. Um, and her nails have grown uh, as this has gone on. Uh, even though she's covered in ash, she has these very, very sharp claws. And she runs at Thrace, uh, attempting to rip her throat out. It's not her turn. Oh, I'm sorry, it's, it's not her turn. <laughs> it's not her turn. But you know what? I'm keeping all that in for when it is my turn. <laughs> to remember it. <laughs> Hello, listeners. This is Justin, your all-around sound guy, coming at you again, the middle of the episode. First off, as always, I just want to thank Bobby and Brian and Bob 
and Jackie for playing such a fun game for us all to listen to. Per usual, this episode is littered with uh, some tabletop audio, ambient tracks that I use from uh, Tim at tabletopaudio.com, and some of the sync sound effects like uh, Thrace's battle axe attack uh, is from BattleBards, um, battlebards.com, and they have all sorts of uh, great sounds and spells that I use for the show and for my home game. So last week, I think I mentioned that I was getting some strange files sent to my email, and I don't even know how they got there, Um, but it just all sounded like static, and I was kind of just messing around with some audio restoration software, and I'm not exactly sure how this is all working out, but um, it seems that Henley knows about the podcast. And these recordings seem to be uh, him just reading our reviews at some some random bar. Um, So, I don't know. See what you can make out of this. Check it out. Hello. It's me. Enley. Lil Payne. Enley Little Pain. I just want to share with you some nice things and some not nice things have been been said about our show. Other Summers, brother, said five stars. Great show to put on while you game, do housework, or drive. Clearly, serious effort put in with a raw amount of levity. Well done, Bobby and crew, and big shout out to Bob. Minlan said, two stars. I wanted to like it, but it was boring. Too much side talk really distracted from the adventure. You know what distracts me? When you use the wrong two. Gizmodo. I remember that name. Now I want to play D&D, he says. I've never played D&D before. I've just been interested, but intimidated. So far, I've just listened to Dungeon Master 101 and Player 101, and I'm hooked and way too excited. I need to convince some of my friends to start playing with me. I love all these guys and gals from the various Talking Comics family podcasts, and this is like a fun crossover series with the best of all words. Thanks, Gizmoto. Black Goblin. It's a great job. Five stars. These guys are hilarious. Great imagination, story rotten, character roleplay. The only downside of this podcast is the cursing for family friendly. Well, listen, Black Goblin, I got a thing or two to tell you. Want you go and then 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 and then. That's it for me, for now, but I'll give you some more reviews later, but I'll, I can only do it if you give us more. Now will I be happy if they're five stars? Maybe. Maybe not. I'm hungry. I'm gonna go find some jerky. 
You all have a good time out there, but not too good of a time. I don't know what I'm saying. <sighs> I just let one out. See you all next time. So, as it would seem, Henley knows he's in a podcast now, so um, I'm going to keep on decoding these uh, files, and if you keep on doing iTunes reviews, I guess he'll keep on reading them. Um, Maybe we'll get to the bottom of how this is all working at some point, but for now, uh, check out the rest of this episode, Always a Bridesmaid. It's uh, Bob's turn, right? It is Bob's turn, yes. Yeah. Yes. Well, we're since we've already wrecked if, this if place. If she's alive, that yeah, is. Yeah, exactly. Thund- thunder wave. Okay. A wave of I... thunderous force sweeps out from you. Each creature in a 15-foot cube originating from you must make a constitution saving throw. Ooh. On a failed save, creature takes 2d8 thunder damage and is pushed 10 feet away from you. On a successful save, the creature takes half as much and isn't pushed. Uh, at higher levels, when you cast this spell using a spell slot of two, second level or higher, the damage increases by 1d8 for each slot above first. You are all within 15 feet of her right now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're right no, but he, can, he directs it, though. He directs like a cube at her. Right. And it's okay. 15 feet it's 15 of that cube. You got to roll it. Oh, you got to roll it. Constitution saving throw. Right. Uh, 16. Oh, that, that's a save. So you'll take... Half, half the damage. Half, the right? damage. half as much, so we're actually at, let's see, we start at well, you 2d8. Still get your 2d8, just cut it in half, right? But, but are you, you, you cast but I it, get what, three what you, more, so I'm casting it at fourth. Fifth le- fourth level? Fourth level, okay. so it's five. Five d8s? Yeah. So just roll five d8s and then we'll cut, cut it in half. Cut it in half. Two. Eight. Two. Six. Two. How How many, it? Two. That's it. It's five, right? Yeah. So I, two, I think eight, ten two, six, two. Yeah, so it's twenty, so ten damage, yeah. Um what was the exact uh thing you were doing to me? Thunderwave. Thunderwave. Okay. Uh what the wave knocks one of her arms off. <laughs> Holy uh, shit! <laughs> Right, she has one arm left and one ear left. This <laughs> is what's happened here, uh, and she is again uh, almost now a hundred percent unrecognizable what she was before, and she can't even speak the English that she had learned uh, being here. She just starts screaming in a language you've never heard before. <laughs> cannot write this down. <laughs> <laughs> and it's Bobby's turn. All right, so I'm going to cast Spiritual Weapon. 
Sounds like a really shitty band. <laughs> you create a floating spectral weapon within range that lasts for the duration or until you cast the spell again. When you cast the spell, you can make a melee spell attack against a creature within five feet of the weapon. On a hit, the target takes force damage equal to 1d8 plus your spellcasting ability modifier. So essentially, I'm running an attack roll, uh, Brian, against you. Right. Uh, as a bonus action on your turn, you can move the weapon up to 20 feet and repeat the attack ag- against a creature within five feet of it. Um, so I'm going to roll this way. It's uh, nine, but I get to roll my d4 because it's an attack roll. So I, get the, I get the bonus. Uh, it's only an 11. That's not going to hit. Okay. I missed. God damn it. Um, but before, Brian, before you do anything, you haven't moved. She hasn't moved. So you have, you have to once again roll a constitution saving throw or take 4d10 piercing damage from the locusts. Oh, I can't roll for shit. I got a five. 4d10s. Yeah. Here we go. Locusts! All right. All right. I would love it if she died by locusts. Two. Five. Four. Three. three. <laughs> okay. 14. Yep. Right. She... Uh, the locusts are essentially now part of her torso. Uh, they've eaten away. She has only her skeletal... All her skin is holding her up right now. All over the is gone. She is a shell of what she was really from the chest down to uh, maybe her knees is just it's just bone it's been eaten away she doesn't know what's going on she's looking left she's looking right she's very angry her her, her other arm falls off from the locusts eating it at this point too so she's armless uh, with one completely one armless ear. don't got anything to worry about then right yeah. <laughs> and, but but she but she but she is still large and is going after Thrace with um, with her mouth, uh, with a very very sharp teeth. So she rolls the attack roll. It's gonna have to be a high roll. It is gonna have to be a high roll. Yeah. It's a seven. <laughs> it's, it's not gonna be my armor it. class of eighteen. Not a hit. <laughs> I'm having really bad luck tonight. Yeah, it's good for us though. I do like the visual image though of this this armless creature running at me and biting <laughs> and basically. You know, yeah. breaking her teeth off on my scales. <laughs> um, so it is time for uh, Thrace to uh, maybe close it out. Who knows? Oh. She's standing right in front of you. Now. You don't have to worry about the locusts anymore. She ran out of the locusts up okay. towards you, so you're good. In that case, I'm going to breathe fire on her again. Okay. Because she seems to be uh, not fireproof. You have to make a constitution save. Oh, dexterity save. That's what you Nothing have to matters. Do. It's a two. Uh, <laughs> 3d6. Here we go. Kicking the shit out a of Benny Brooks. A six. It's a tough broad is what they need to say. roll the, the third one. Fifteen. <laughs> because that is it for Betty Ann Brooks. Uh, she is engulfed in flame from Thrace's mouth fire. And all of her is covered. And she just is reduced to a pile of ash and just a jawbone left in it. And that's it. She's gone. It seems like this engagement really flamed out. (laughs) He does 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 like doing a dance. I'm, I'm, Thank you, Redfield. Redfield, you're starting to yeah, you're starting to make me miss Henley. (laughs) Uh, And Redfield reaches down and picks up the jawbone. Uh huh. And like kind of dusts it off, looks it over. I'm gonna roll an investigation check. What do you think she? Yeah. What do you think she was, Redfield? I'm trying to investigate this. 
It's a not damn it, God. Pulse it, pulse six, it to me. Six. Oh, but I also have a. Ch- it's a. Oh, it's a, no, it's on saving throws. Pulse it to me. I'll have a look. He t- tosses the job on over. <laughs> so I'm gonna uh, roll an investigation check and see if I can figure out what she was. I rolled a one, so I'm gonna pass it to Julian, <laughs> and Julian's gonna see if he can figure out what it was. He got a twelve. I got a twelve plus, plus your intelligence. Which is three, I do believe. Yes, plus three. Okay. Fifteen. That's pretty good. Uh, Julian uh, notes that the uh, the creature. You notice that the, uh, the, the 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 way the teeth. It's 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 very reminiscent of a vrock, um, a, a a demon type that is yeah. uh, got a. There, there are wings that you, that you never even saw she had that uh, that poofed to ash, and she was not even a she. It's all <gasps> that. Well, save boost from that one, huh? So this was the the one that 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 the guy. What's his, what was his name? The Beast? guy? No, the guy who paled himself on the chair. Oh, Beacon. Beacon. Yes. That's what you're talking about, really. He was fooled himself. He was. The joke was on Beacon. Who was fooling who? The whole time the joke was on Beacon. Yep. We'll have to tell him that when we get him out of the bathroom. No, he's dead. He's dead. Remember, he fell. Oh, he himself. Right. Oh, I see. I, I miss I him. Could, but wait, if we, go, if we go back to the bar, I do have a spell called Raise the Dead. And we could touch it and bring it back to life just to, <laughs> just, tell to just to tell him off. But I don't know. Is that spell called Raise the Dead or Raise the Undead? Ooh. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> Let's leave him dead. All right. Let's leave Maybe him you could bring him back and he wouldn't even be a vampire anymore. Nah, who knows? <laughs> who knows? So, All right. So where, uh, where are you guys heading? So, well... Out of this hotel because we set it on fire. Yeah, let me yeah. ask you a question. Blew it up and is the is the room totally on fire still? You have to give us give us the state of the world, Mr. Dungeon Master. Yes, uh, the room is still on fire. Uh, it's spread to the majority of the Colgate Ballroom. Tables, chairs, everything is pretty much aflame. And getting out of Dodge is probably a good idea. All right, so yeah, we'll walk out the front door, right? Calmly, calmly, calmly. Ghostbuster style. Yes, I'm gonna walk by Veronica yeah. and be like, Oh, Veronica, dear. Um, they could probably use some water in, in the, the in the Colgate, Colgate room, <laughs> and you might want to give the old fire department a little ring ring, <laughs> just just uh, for fun. Just, uh, all right, Mister. Thanks a lot. <laughs> You're welcome, dear. Enjoy the rest of your time here. And we kind of saunter out the the, yep. the front door. Okay. Yep. It's so right on the street in front of the hotel. Feeling good about ourselves. Feeling like we saved the day by killing everybody. Mm-hmm, yes. We're killing two. And we killed one obviously very innocent man and <laughs> yeah, one yeah. person deserved it. Yes. He wasn't so innocent. And you notice um, right next to Harry, which is across the street anyway, you didn't even notice this before, but there is a small store next to Harry's and it has one word on it and it says Samantha's. I guess we're going to That's Samantha's. Going. I, don't, I, don't, I mean, we, where else are we going to go? Yep, exactly. Well, we burned down this place. Let's now try I'm curious. Samantha's. Maybe they sell beer. Let's go over there and check it out. <laughs> right. We're going to go over and check out Samantha's. All right. So you walk in the front door, and there's a middle-aged woman behind the counter. And she says, Oh, I haven't seen you in so long. It's me, Sammy. Hi, Sammy. You uh, look a little different. Yeah, I guess that happens here. You don't always keep everything that you had. But Apparently uh, not. Apparently you have <laughs> lost something. Uh, lost one thing, gained two things, maybe. Yes. Um, but I'm so happy to see. Who are you? As she says to Redfield. I'm Redfield. <laughs> Darling. That's, a, well, that's an interesting voice. Okay. Um, I'm very happy that you're here. I have some things for you. He goes, he goes to uh, uh, Riffield goes to Thrace and Julian. 
Who the hell is this person? Oh, um, he is, she is, uh, they are. It, do, it doesn't matter. I'm okay. I'm okay oh, with yeah, yeah. A purveyor, a purveyor of goods. Ah. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. Different. <laughs> Sam, maybe it's his sister. Did you guys ever meet a sister? Because he sounded like he knew you. Yeah. Yeah. But... No, this is Sammy. Okay. I'm, I, I'm trying to get back. So I have a plan. Uh, I want to do some good stuff, though. So I have some things for you. Oh, <gasps> thank things, you, Sammy. Things are good, Sammy. Thank um, you. I, I don't know you, so I'll come to you last. But um, Thrace, here is the Acme High Striker. This is an attachment for your Warhammer. And it will grant the bear 50 vertical feet of propulsion when the ground is struck. During combat, it'll take up an action, but you can just attach this to your Warhammer, hit the ground, and jump 50 feet in the air. We should look for jumping puzzles awesome. later. Yes. <laughs> and, and Julian... I can permanently attach that to my Warhammer? Absolutely, you can. Awesome. Done. Uh, and Julian, um, this is something that will make the wearer invisible, but only if your presence is already unknown to your enemies. And it's called... The Rain's Coat. I, I like the name of it already. Thank so, you, yeah. Sammy. As long as no one knows you're there, you can be invisible with this coat. And you, you look like you make some bad choices. You watch your mouth. <laughs> you look like you make some bad choices. Um, this is a pack of Blamo cigarettes. Each cigarette can be thrown at an enemy, and if it hits them, it will cause an explosion within a 10-foot radius that causes 2d8 damage. It's one pack, though. Only got 20. What, uh, out of game, not out of game, but, you know, to yeah, the dungeon yeah. master, what is, what kind of, like, attack do I have to make to make them hit? Or can I, did they just hit? Uh, they, they, ju- they, they, they just hit. It's not a mech. Okay, cool. All right, cool. Nice. Th- those are, those are pretty awesome. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, um, feel free to look around if there's anything that you're interested in. Uh, you can ask me some more questions. And uh, good to see you. You too, Sammy. You too, Sammy. How, <laughs> how did you come to get here? Um, I, I wasn't. I. It's, it's really embarrassing. I I didn't look both ways, and <laughs> and I, I may have been run over by a carriage. Oh, Sammy. Oh. It's a bad way to go. That is a bad way to go. I, I see why you're embarrassed by it. Uh, and there's 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 one item in the case that takes your eye, and it's uh, all the way in the corner, and it, it's really is the only thing that's kind of um, not shiny and, and 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 cool looking. It's just this black hunk of something, and uh, you walk over to it, and it looks very much like Henley's cell phone. <gasps> Holy shit! <gasps> we'll take that. <laughs> 